Thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. I cannot believe when when we showed the tape last night, we played it yesterday. Joe, what do you think about the latest Russian cyber attacks? 1,500 companies. Um, um, Well, it's the reason that um, um, uh, I was late. Getting With the, the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're that... We're not sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I the spot most... gun them. Okay. I got a brief. I got a brief. As I was on the plane, that's why I was late getting that's off the plane. Late. I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. Stop right there. I got a brief on the plane. Let me, let me tell you what's going to happen next, in case you didn't see it. What's going to happen next is you can start counting 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3-1,000, 4-1,000, 5-1,000. Because Joe just got briefed on it. That's why I was late getting off the plane. Because I just got briefed on it. Now, you would think if you just got briefed on it, it would be top of mind awareness after Colonial Pipeline and and what happened with the, the shutdown of what impacted 17 states after what happened to our meat industry. You know, after his big meeting with Vladimir and his list of 16 things, Vladimir, don't ever dare, don't you ever dare attack these. Oh, okay. Thanks for the list, Joe. I appreciate it. Those are the very things we'll attack. All right. So now Joe is struggling. He just got briefed. That's why he's late. Now let's start in the beginning. Let's play it from the beginning and then listen to Joe. He has to reach into his pocket, even though he just got briefed. Because he can't remember the answer. That they with the, the, the most the recent hack points. by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're that? We're not sure it's the Russians. Okay, with I the spot most gun them. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. Reach in their pocket. Two one thousand. Two one thousand. Four one thousand. I'll tell you what they sent me. Six one thousand. Okay. This is what they told me to read. Um, He's reading now. Uh, Nine one thousand. Ten one thousand. The idea, first of all, we're not reading. sure who it is for certain. Let me read the notes. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine. This is, I, I know I've, I've joked about it. Sippy, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not joking about it because it ain't funny. This is a disaster. This is an unmitigated disaster. And it's beyond cognitively weak at this point. And it's obvious to our enemies, hostile regimes, hostile states. You know, I told you yesterday what was going on. You know, we are the number one ally of Taiwan. We have a pact. We have a promise, a pledge that we will protect them against China and militarism. And then President Xi threw out his big threat about 1.45 billion Chinese that are ready to bloody everybody up around the world. We know about their 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 territorial ambitions in the in the China Sea. Now China is threatening to destroy U.S. military bases in any conflict over Taiwan because there was a word that the president of China, hostile actor, hostile regime. I know big business partners with with zero experience. Hunter, who we now know is paying Joe's bills with the money he's making because of Joe's connections. <laughs> that little that little detail came out from Miranda Devine. I can't wait for her book on the topic. 
Now China is threatening to destroy U.S. military bases in any conflict over Taiwan. Doesn't get much attention, and, and maybe some of you are thinking, Hannity, don't you have anything better than this to talk about? I got a lot to talk about, but this is a big deal. Just like Russia and China providing the Iranian mullahs arms so they can fight their proxy wars as the number one state sponsor of terror in the entire Middle East. Yeah, that bothers me and concerns me also. Because this is now what we're seeing. This is what a weak, frail, cognitive mess creates worldwide. It emboldens America's enemies. We now see on full display China's territorial ambitions. Look at Hong Kong. Look at Taiwan. Now, uh, Bill Gertz, I, I went back and I found his piece from June 16th, and it didn't get much attention in the mob and the media. They're too busy hating Donald Trump still. It's like their they're, they're daily, you know, crack fix. It's, it's like their dose of heroin and painkillers. They're addicted. They can't get over it. But remember, after member nations at the G7 at summit, they issued a statement in support of Taiwan's independence. Remember, now President Xi's talking about reunification. That sounds like a takeover of Taiwan to me. Then retired people, uh, Liberation Army uh, colonel who serves Beijing's as serves as Beijing's unofficial military spokesman, now saying China should declare that it will t- attack the United States and Japan in any conflict over Taiwan. Joe, can you find Taiwan on a map? Do you remember when you took Hunter to China? Ten days later, got the $1.1 billion, later $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. Deutsche Bank didn't get it. I bet they would have liked it. Uh, Goldman Sachs didn't get it. I bet they would have liked it. Morgan, J.P. Morgan Chase, I think they would have liked it. I don't even know the names of these big Wall Street firms, but I'm pretty convinced they have a lot more experience than Hunter Biden. You know, just like if a Trump kid uh, was addicted to crack, lied on a gun application, dumped a gun in a dumpster. Uh, If a Trump kid was making money from oligarchs in Kazakhstan, no experience, millions of dollars from from Burisma and Ukraine and uh, a Russian oligarch, former first lady in Moscow, a hundred thousand dollar shopping spree for one of the Trump kids or one billion later, one point five billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. Oh, I bet there'd be different coverage than we're getting now. It's necessary that China make an explicit statement to the world of the consequences the U.S. and Japan will face in the event of their military intervention in a Taiwan Strait conflict. You know, China should first target all U.S. bases in the region, including in Japan and South Korea. They're talking about an all-out assault here, just like as part of their reunification efforts. Next, Japan self-defense forces based, you know, their bases used for logistics. They want to attack them next because they supply aid and, and support for the U.S. military. They would be declared formal targets and destroyed instantly. By China. Last, Japanese military forces that support U.S. military forces in the region would be attacked and destroyed indiscriminately. Okay, I'm sorry. Why do I pay attention to things like this? I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just just concerned citizen, world citizen, one big world, aren't we? And you know what? How's this going to end? Not going to end very well. 
And this is a problem we now have. All right, to our top story, though, the president, Donald Trump, now taking an important step confronting big tech monopolies that have been banning conservatives from their platforms and openly trying to rig elections. Remember, we've talked a lot about Section 230. That provides liability uh, protection for content uh, providers. For example, if you are a news organization, you don't get Section 230 protection. But if you allow content to be placed on whatever social media site you have and you're not involved in editorial, then you have the liability protection that you can't be held responsible for what other people put on there. As soon as you start editing, you're really no different than fake news CNN or the New York Times or the Washington Post or MSDNC or any of the three networks. Anyway, we, we saw this play out. I mean, you cannot even begin to calculate how much money, in-kind donation it represented to the Biden campaign hiding the contents of Zero Experience Hunter's laptop. They buried that story. And now, of course, shadow banning, which we've discussed at length, that all happens. Then, of course, just the outright censoring of, of any conservative if you don't like their point of view. So the lawsuit now is against tech giants, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, over censorship, along with their respective CEOs, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, at Jack, and the, the leader of Google, who I don't know how to pronounce his name. The class action suits will allow Trump to represent a larger group of affected people. It's a class action suit. Uh, my sources tell me that it is being filed by the America First Policy Institute. I'm not mistaken. I think that's Linda McMahon's group. Uh, and also, apparently, the lawyers that are going to be involved in this case are the same ones that uh, that argued against the tobacco companies. So you're dealing with serious players here. It should be interesting to watch. Now, simultaneously, in the House of Representatives, House Judiciary Committee Republicans, led by the ranking member, our friend Jim Jordan of Ohio, said their agenda is to speed up and strengthen antitrust enforcement and hold big tech accountable for censorship, increase transparency around the tech company's content moderation decisions. Why is it that, you know, the last we checked, and it was a little while ago, granted, the pres former president of the United States is canceled on social media sites, but Iranian mullahs and propagandists, they have free reign. Now tell me what's wrong with that picture, because that's unbelievable. Uh, Linda just sent me. We'll get into this later. Man stabbed to death after an argument. New York City, Midtown, broad daylight. In other words, a typical day after you defund, dismantle the police and have no bail laws in New York City. And then you want to take away their indemnification or qualified immunity, which means that cops, everybody that they arrest will then sue them because they got to hire their own attorneys. That means policing as we know it, it will be reimagined because there won't be any police because nobody will be able to afford to do that job. So anyway, House Republicans are going to move forward with that. We're going to watch this story. Um, there was an interesting piece that I saw. Where was this? It was on Fox News, I think. Oh, in the Epic Times, I'm sorry. Uh, Larry Sanger, co-founder of Wikipedia, warned that this, that, that site is more one-sided than ever in light of the website's entries for Black Lives Matters, the 2020 election, Donald Trump's impeachment, other other topics. And he took issue with how some 
Wikipedia entries are sourced. Linda, how many times have we tried to get the real story of me right and they just lie? And, you know, it's like a full-time job to try and get them to, to not lie about you. But because of Times v. Sullivan, there's very little I can do. It's he noted true. that Wikipedia has banned Fox News political reporting, the New York Post, the Daily Mail, from being used as sources. They don't even let you use it. And by the way, uh, other sources, on the other sources that can be used, you know, even The Blaze, Breitbart, The Daily Wire, Gateway Pundit, Newsmax, all banned. Unbelievable. All right, rolling along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to join us? I know so many on the left, in the media, the mob, and elsewhere, they're upset Donald Trump's tweets offended them. Okay, does it offend you that oil now has reached the highest price in six years amid low supply uh, and output? We now have a, a barrel of oil at was trading at 76. You can check it, Linda. I'm sorry, 77 dollars and four cents a barrel yeah that's not good futures for the the west texas intermediate the main u.s oil benchmark advanced 13 1.3 percent and when you look at the numbers it is a disaster the average price of gas nationwide is now three dollars 13 cents uh, a gallon a high for the year up 40 percent since january 1st Fuel costs aren't expected to drop anytime soon. We believe it'll rise another 10 to 20 cents uh, a gallon between now and the end of August, according to a spokesperson for AAA and CBS's Money Watch. Americans hit the road on the 4th of July. This is what they got. On top of that, I look at the UK Daily Mail, which is a great online site. I mean, very, very informative. Supermarkets are now beginning to stockpile to keep up with soaring inflation. They're reporting that the inflation pressure that they're seeing is significant. General Mills, their CEO, said at a recent invest, investor conference, it's probably higher than we've seen in the last decade. Supply chain issues have been pushing up prices, labor shortages, putting wage pressure on the grocery sector. We're paying, what have I been telling you? We're gonna pay more for everything. Everything you buy in every store is now costing dramatically more on top of the inflation and on top of filling up your tank and heating and cooling your home. Thanks, Joe. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Doesn't look as bad as uh, I thought it would originally be, but just a quick update on what has been going on. We got this storm lashing the Caribbean and Florida Keys and National Weather Service saying that Hurricane Elsa is packing winds as high as 75 miles per hour, uh, he- headed toward Florida's north northern Gulf Coast and then up the east coast of uh, the country. Category one storm. For you, that's like a walk in the park. I mean, you're one of these crazy storm chasers. The official meteorologist for the Sean Hannity Show, uh, Joe Bastardi of WeatherBell.com. Hey, I'll tell you what, last year I was on the beach at Ocean City, New Jersey for ECES, and uh, that thing almost blew me over. I'm not, I'm not who I used to be as far as that stuff goes. And let, me, let me explain what's going on with this storm. It's made landfall. The problem here is we have a, a situation where it is likely to be stronger 
from Virginia northward into southeast New England than it was in Florida. Now, it made landfalls a 55, 60-mile-an-hour storm. And I'm going to give you these times because I know Sean's got a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to get through this real quick. And plus or minus three hours, when I call out your town, plus or minus three hours, you're going to get the uh, maximum wind gust, okay, and, uh, you know, with the rain and all that stuff coming through. So it's a three- to six-hour storm. Uh, Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. Okay, so uh, that looks to be like to be uh, four or five a.m. in the morning, and the highest wind gust there I think will be fifty miles an hour. You get into uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and down toward Charleston. It looks to me like uh, between um, uh, eight a.m. and ten a.m. tomorrow morning. That's when you see wind gusts forty to fifty miles an hour. There's a threat of tornadoes too. Now you're saying, okay, well we can handle that. The interesting thing about this, Sean. And, folks, is on a south and southeast wind, the trees, if you ever look at your trees, they, they lean toward the sun where the sun is in the southern part of the sky. And it, a lot of times the trees cannot take a south and southeast wind the way they can the northwest wind. So, and this is what we saw with Issa Eas last year. So we continue northeastward. We get into uh, Raleigh tomorrow afternoon between 3 and 6 p.m., Wind gusts 50, 60 miles an hour, and that includes Wilmington and down toward the coast. So you can hear where this track is going, right? And, and all the strong wind is to the southeast of the center. All the heavy rain is within northwest of the center. And now things start getting a little bit more dicey as it approaches the Chesapeake Bay uh, between midnight and 2 a.m. Friday morning. Wind gusts near hurricane force if possible. Uh, over the southern part of the Chesapeake Bay, I'd say 60 miles an hour in Norfolk, perhaps 60 miles an hour in Richmond. It continues uh, northeastward, and once you get the center over Dover, Delaware, remember what happened with Issa Eas last year? That's when you may start seeing hurricane-force wind gusts on the coast. Currently, I think the center moves from Atlantic City in the morning on Friday to about Providence at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If you live north and west of that track, folks, you're going to get a lot of heavy rain and wind gusts probably 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. But if you live on the Jersey Shore, and this is going to bisect Long Island, so we're talking about the Hamptons and places like that, you could have hurricane-force gusts. When you're looking at the I-95 corridor, southeast New England, those big cities of Providence and Boston, again, from those cities southeastward toward the Cape and Nantucket, you could have wind gusts of hurricane force here. And what happens with that on the south to southeast wind? Again, those trees, it's raining out. They can't take it. Down they go, and the power goes out with that type of situation. If we wow. shift the track 50 miles northwest, then you're talking, uh, you know, New York City seeing the same kind. And remember, Issa Eas was the third biggest hit to Con Ed's grid on their record. People don't realize. Exactly what year was that? Isaias was last year. Isaias oh. was that storm that came up in uh, in August last year. That okay, I know what out. you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I just want All right, well, I listen, just, I, I urge everybody, you know, always take this stuff seriously. That's why we bring you on, because yeah. you, you're great at what you do. Uh, Joe Bistardi, official meteorologist, weatherbell.com, and, you know, check the site out often. He updates it all throughout the day and night. He never sleeps. He's great at what he does. Thank you for being with us. All right. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Remember? Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Another great holiday weekend weather. Um, 
So, oh, now we've got fresh off missing his 4th of July vaccine goals. Now they're going to go knocking on doors to convince Americans to get vaccinated. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm listening to this. Where did this vaccine hesitancy come from? Oh, conservatives today said they wouldn't say what they do. I'm saying I am telling people to take this stuff seriously. You've got this Delta variant, this Lambda variant from Peru. You know, it's you take it seriously. Do your research. Talk to your doctor. Make the right decision. But we were also told, well, you know, if, if, if you get the vaccine, you're going to be, you know, protected. Now we keep hearing that might not be the case. Now we're getting into issues involving, this is from medicalexpress.com. I saw a website, a medical one. Uh, apparently, the compulsory you know, jabs, the pressure is growing on people that are making their own medical decisions based on their unique medical condition in consultation with their doctor. 153 medical workers that, that worked all throughout COVID were fired from this Houston hospital. And I interviewed one of the nurses and, I, and she was willing to share that she had COVID. Now, if we're going to follow the science less than what, two weeks ago, Cleveland Clinic is saying, well, if you had the virus, you don't need the vaccine. Isn't that following the science? But she got fired anyway. She went in every day risking her life all throughout the pandemic. They had the Canyon of Heroes march in New York City today. For, for first responders and all those people that work so hard to keep people alive during the pandemic in New York. They deserve to be praised. You know, I, I love that, you know, in New York, if you did come from outside New York to help New York in its time of need, they did hit you with a tax bill for the state. You do pay your state income taxes, even though you were here to offer emergency help and risk your own life. I'm not in favor of com compelling people to do this. This has got to be a decision between a doctor and a patient based on the patient's individual health needs. I'm not, a, and all those people that were putting pressure on me, Hannity, you need to tell people. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. If I did tell people and something, for example, if I told everyone, get it, even if you had it, get it anyway. Well, the Cleveland Clinic would have just told me I gave out the wrong advice. It's not my area of expertise. You know, and a lot of, by the way, tech CEOs, they're wary of these mandates. Large tech is encouraging but not requiring employees to get vaccinated. Now, what was what were we told? We were told that if you got vaccinated, you were protected. Now, with these variants, and I warned very early that we would see varying manifestations and mutations of this virus. And I wish I was wrong, but I wasn't. Uh, COVID cases now on the rise again. And now the Biden administration is saying lockdowns can be back on the table. Circle back. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that Joe Biden certainly would support states reimposing coronavirus restrictions. Like what? Now we're going to go door to door and tell people. Biden administration appears. Bloomberg News reporting that they've hit the panic button as COVID cases explode at the border. Well, that would be their fault. They're the ones that ended the stay in Mexico policy. They're the ones that are just processing anybody that comes in from any country without any background or health check whatsoever. 
and then transporting them to other states and telling the states you've got to provide health care and education and, and shelter and food for illegal immigrants with now apparently a promise of amnesty down the road. U.S. Health Department, Health and Human Services, they're reallocating $860 million of funds appropriated to the National Institutes for Health to cover the increase in pandemic-related costs with unaccompanied children at the border. Maybe Joe shouldn't have been busy building the cages for kids and putting them on top of each other in the middle of a pandemic. And then, of course, the media not even caring that we weren't given access to such places. Well, more than 7,500 new coronavirus cases have been reported at detention centers just between April and last week, according to the New York Times. Rising COVID cases, but more than 40% of all cases reported in ICE facilities since the pandemic began. Great job, Joe. Now, now we're going to have, what, more shutdowns? U.S. COVID cases on the rise. Infections uh, skyrocket at the border. It's all at the border. Well, that was caused by Joe. You know, it's um, it's pretty unbelievable. Then you've got Dr. Doom and Gloom flip-flop Fauci, who we now know knew on January 31st that the genome in this virus was, was likely gain-of-function related, never told us, tried very hard to cover it up, was very panicked at the idea that the NIH might have even funded some of this. It's unbelievable. Biden missed his second major COVID vaccine goal. Say what you will about Donald Trump. But he got all the PP, you know, all of the supplies he needed when New York couldn't get the job done. We never ran out of ventilators. He built the hospitals, manned the hospitals, provided all the therapeutics and everything in between and even converted them for COVID patients. They remained 80 percent empty because, well, the patients were being sent back to nursing homes to die. And anyway, so Biden missed his goal of 80 million COVID-19 vaccines to other countries by the end of June by more than half. Less than 24 million doses have been distributed to 10 countries. Biden failed to reach his 4th of July goal of 70 percent of America getting vaccinated. White House saying Biden would certainly support reinforcing these restrictions. Now they're launching a door to door push. Well, what does that mean? I'm from. The- Hi, I'm from the government. Oh, you know. Give me your arm. Let me jab you. Everybody now understands masks, social distancing. Everybody knows that there are three vaccines available. Now the question is, do we believe in this country of medical privacy? Now the question is, do we believe that doctors are better able to make the decision for their patients than some government official? You know, are we going to follow the science of, oh, a prestigious institution like the Cleveland Clinic? And what about the fact that many parents are concerned about vaccinating preschool and kindergarten kids uh, and young kids in school, considering that younger people, the one thing that remained constant, they're not as susceptible to the the worst reactions to coronavirus. Older people. We're more susceptible. Now, it was different with H1N1, the swine flu that impacted younger people more than older people. Why? I'm not I'm not into virology. I don't know. Maybe we can ask the experts at the Wuhan lab of virology that apparently our taxpayer dollars went to. Are you following the looting that's going on in these high end stores like Neiman Marcus in San Francisco?
Are you following the violence in, in broad daylight in cities like New York? How is this reimagining of the police thing working out for everybody? How is defunding working out? How is dismantling working out? How are no bail laws working out? Literally, they're saying in San Francisco, you know, as long as you don't steal over $1,000, they're not going to prosecute you. Well, that would be called a license to steal. We could maybe make that a James Bond movie because that's what it is. It's like getting rid of indemnification or qualified immunity for cops. They're not going to be able to afford attorneys every time they get sued. Policing will end just like the stupidity of no bail laws. I mean, this this is this is where. But, but by the way, if you're part of the Biden family syndicate, you get in trouble with none of this. Joe Biden meets with Hunter Biden's business partners when he said three times, oh, I've, I've never met, never talked to him about his foreign business dealings. Now we have pictures of it. Now we have Hunter whining and complaining that he has to pay his father's bills while he's vice president. Now we have Joe Biden having to deal with Russia and China and all these hotspots around the world. But you have to then ask, what do they have on the Bidens? Do you think that when Hunter went over and was doing business with the Chinese that they probably spied on him the whole time? Do you think when he was doing business with the first lady of Moscow that they probably spied on him the whole time? Or the Ukrainians probably spied on him the whole time? You don't need a this doesn't need to be a Bond movie to figure any of this out. It's pretty easy. I was pretty surprised that the American thinker, I've not gone this far. I'm just saying that Joe is cognitively struggling and weak. I actually have an article out that says President Dementias is getting worse. It's now going mainstream. But the worst part of the equation of Joe's cognitive struggles is our enemies see it. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Glad you're with us. Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? News you'll never get from the media mob, the big tech mob. Uh, now, before we get back to our top story, which is Donald Trump suing Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, etc., and Google for censorship, and the House Republicans announcing their plan to break up big tech, uh, I want to go to another story, and that is... You know, I brought this up with O'Reilly earlier that if your name is Trump, you get one set of standards applied to you by the mob, by big tech. If your name is Biden, you get a pass. In the lead up to the election, Hunter's laptop from hell, the media mob just decided to censor it. And then later, oh, maybe we should have put some of this in there. Uh, There's still a lot on that laptop, according to my sources, that has not been revealed yet. Hopefully, Miranda Devine in her new book will will shed some light on some of the other things that uh, people are telling me are in there. I can't get my own copy of it. But anyway, it's when when you see the difference. And this is the question I asked O'Reilly. So let me get this straight. You got Hunter Biden buys a gun, lies on a gun application, puts the gun in a dumpster and gets away with it. No problem. Now we know Joe Biden three separate times denied ever talking to Hunter about his foreign business dealings. But we actually have pictures of Joe Biden as vice president meeting with Hunter and those foreign business partners and restaurants and and crickets from the from the media mob. You know, now what if it was a Trump 
or one of the Trump kids getting a $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China with Chinese military ties or Chinese national taking one of the Trump kids on a $100,000 shopping spree or one of the Trump kids getting $3.5 million from a Russian oligarch, the former first lady of Moscow or a, a bank transfer for an expensive sports car from an oligarch in Kazakhstan. Then, of course, the whole Burisma, you know, energy and, and Hunter admitting he had no experience in anything to do with energy, oil, gas, coal, anything or or even Ukraine and Joe leveraging a billion dollars, all of which we've talked about. You know, we've got literally legalized corruption. You know, it's if you're a Biden, you get a pass. If you're a Trump, you get the book thrown at you. Now we know that Joe Biden met with Hunter's foreign business partners. He, he lied to us. Why doesn't the media care about that? Why, how is that even possible that they don't care about that? You know, does anyone examine the first brother, Jimmy Biden? Because that's also in there. Now we got, now we got Hunter complaining that he's paying daddy's cell phone bills and his other bills. Oh, the big guy, as Tony Bobolinsky says, got paid a lot of money. Nobody says a word, you know, and then you go to the mob in the media and then you, you look at the way they treated Kaylee McEnany and Sean Spicer and Sarah Sanders to the way they they treat circle back Jen Psaki. You know, Jen Psaki is literally telling Fox News is Peter Ducey that defunding the police is the Republicans plan. OK, we all know that's a lie. We watched last summer that Joe Biden never mentioned the riots that were going on all summer long. Kamala Harris was was advertising for a bail fund for people arrested during the riots of Minneapolis and not held accountable. Now, now they're trying to tell you and the media won't correct them that, in fact, it's Republicans that want to defund the police. Listen to this exchange. And I will note that while the president ran on and won the most votes of any candidate in history in a platform of boosting funding for law enforcement after Republicans spent decades trying to cut the cops program, which, again, is public record. We don't need to uh, under under uh, undervalue the, the intelligence of the American people. Uh, the president ran on increasing that funding. It's in his budget. It w- in President Trump's budget. He significantly cut that. So that's a change. And the American Rescue Plan had a great deal of funding for local and state authorities. Authorities, something that can support funding for local police in communities across the country, something many have used. It doesn't require me telling you names of individuals who oppose the American Rescue Plan. Every Republican opposed the American Rescue Plan, and I don't have time to read out all their names today. Now we can play that and, and butt it up against, remember all the talk about defund, dismantle the police? Remember all that? Re-imagine the last thing the you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. The folks in law enforcement that share the goals of reimagining police. We have confused the the idea that to achieve safety, you put more cops on the street. Reimagining policing in the 21st century. My push is that we defund our police departments. And I know people don't want to hear, oh, we don't want to talk about defunding. Rethinking and reimagining policing. I don't believe that. Officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they, they're, they're making a, a traffic stop. Community efforts to reimagine policing. To reimagine policing. All right, joining us now, he's actually the only honest 
media observer in the press today. And that doesn't mean he always agrees with me. As a matter of fact, he doesn't. But he's the only one that's not part of the, the cult of, of the blue checkmark media mob Twitter brigade. Joe Concha, you deserve your own show. I mean it on Fox. I hope you get it. Um, anyway, glad you're with us, uh, Joe. Thank you. So Jen Psaki's lying. There's a headline in the Hill. Jen Psaki, professional gaslighter on defunding the police. I don't even think most people know what gaslighting is. Do you? It's lying. <laughs> right? It's, it's an elaborate lie that, that it's so creative, it's like gaslighting. I don't know what the term comes from exactly in terms of its genesis, but it basically means lying. And in this case, it's, it's very simple to disprove this. And the Washington Post actually did a fact check on Saki in saying that Republicans are responsible for defunding the police, and she got three Pinocchios. Uh, it's kind of like cancer. It's like a stage three of cancer. There is no stage five cancer. There is no fifth Pinocchio. So when you get three Pinocchios, that's pretty bad. They're, they're, even they're calling her out on this. But look, all I did was I went back and looked at three of Joe Biden's biggest speeches of his life, okay? The first one was at the Democratic National Convention last year. And during that, which was watched by something like 27 million people, he doesn't mention the word, even the word, police or crime once. Then you look at his inauguration address, which was watched by something around 40 million people, and he doesn't mention police or crime even once. Then his State of the Union, which is called the Joint Session to Congress, when you're a president in your first year, he does say the word police once, but only to say that we need police reform in the name of George Floyd. He does say the word crime three times, but he's actually talking about hate crimes, not about actually reducing crime or fighting crime. So when Jen Psaki says Joe Biden ran on fighting crime, being a law and order candidate, I believe that was the other guy who got the 74 million votes who was the law and order candidate, and certainly not Joe Biden who wanted to, to your montage's point, reimagine what policing means. So in other words, that means reallocate funds away from the police so then police can't actually have the tools they need to fight crime. And then, Sean, by the way, there aren't a lot of police left. Resignations are up 45 percent this year. That is a number we've never seen before. Retirements, 19 because the media portrays cops over and over again as the bad guys, as racist. And if you keep getting your throat stepped on by the media, by Democrats being told that, no, you are the bad guy, you say, you know what, screw it. I'll take my pension and I'll get out of here because I want to be a little bit appreciated if I'm going to do this job where I'm putting my life on the line every day and it's just not happening and it's being led by, unfortunately, the media that is in lockstep now with Democrats in terms of talking points. They never wanted to call it riots. I mean, one of my favorite things to play, not really favorite, it's just one of the things that I think just exposed the, the corruption of the media mob is mostly peaceful protests. And then we have a still shot of both a, a CNN fake news reporter with a city in the background burning to the ground. That was the image. Mostly peaceful. That's the message. I'm like, mostly. okay, is, there, there, there seems to be uh, a synapse collapse within the mind of this reporter uh because what i see on the screen is very different what that person is saying the same with remember the chop chaz summer of love uh, spaghetti potluck dinner zone autonomous zone yeah it was sort of like an msdnc reporter saying you know this is mostly peaceful in here and the people that are actually taking over city blocks say no it's not you know and, and the reporter's scared out of their mind 
And the thing is, you see these images, right? You see an MSNBC reporter saying that these are mostly peaceful protests. And behind him, it looks like the closing scene of Die Hard, but the Nakatomi Plaza completely on fire. And, and you see the stats, right? Billions of dollars in damage. You see across the country these crime stats, which blow my mind. In New York, you have murders up nearly 50% from pre-pandemic 2019. Atlanta, 60%. Portland, up 800%. How's that even possible? 800%. You mentioned Seattle before, the summer of love, the city of CHOP. They're seeing their highest homicide rate in nearly 26 years. Overall, last weekend, right, supposed to be Independence Day celebrations. It was more like the Civil War, Sean. We had nearly 250 people shot and killed in this country, more than 400 shootings. And I turn on the evening news thinking, well, that's going to be the lead story. Right now, of course it isn't. It's something else that people don't aren't impacted by, like they are crime, and that's why we're seeing Joe Biden. Even Joe Biden, even with favorable polling and favorable media, he only gets something like thirty-eight percent approval. And I got to meet these thirty-eight percent sometime. Love to go bowling with these people who say that he's doing a good job on fighting crime. That means that the rest of the people that were polled in that thinks he's doing a very bad job in terms of fighting crime. And you look at the border as well. Well, fifty-seven percent of Americans, you saw the Trafalgar of states polls don't even think uh, this guy's running the show all right quick break more with joe concha on the other side then we'll get to your calls we'll look at new york crime over the holiday weekend and why is the media ignoring the republican candidate for mayor in new york uh it's well abusively biased quick answer all right more with a uh, media commentator i think he's the best in the business and that's joe concha this is a big lawsuit that the president laid out today president trump uh, towards confronting big tech monopolies and simultaneously House Judiciary Committee Republicans led by Jim Jordan uh, announced their agenda to speed up and strengthen antitrust enforcement and hold big tech accountable for censorship, increase their transparency around the company's content moderation decisions. Yeah. Where is this headed? This, this may be where we disagree. <laughs> we talked about this before. I don't think it's really going anywhere because right now, as it stands, it's going to be different uh, after November 2022, but Republicans don't control anything. They don't control the House. They don't control the Senate. They would need Democrats to go along with them on this. And Democrats, they're thinking, okay, why are we going to do anything to hurt Twitter Facebook, Google, Amazon, big tech, when they serve as our biggest super PAC. So why would we ever hurt these companies that help us so much during elections like we saw in 2020? And then as for Facebook and Twitter, they are private companies in the sense where they can operate however they want in terms of free speech. The First Amendment only applies uh, when you're talking about the government. When we're talking about actual private companies, there's not much the, the, the former president and Trump can do here. And then you look at Facebook stock, for example, it's up 100 points just since last year. Twitter stock has doubled since the last year. Business is still good. So they're not going to change anything at this point because they figure, why do we have to? There's nothing that has to compel us to put Donald Trump on our platform because we control who's on there. So it's it, symbolically, I agree with him completely, and he shouldn't be banned from these platforms. It's utterly ridiculous. It's the type of thing you see in Pyongyang, right? Uh, Pyongyang, i got to say that word right. But overall, uh, I, I just don't see it going anywhere, but I think it will rile up certainly his base, and it does kind of indicate maybe shows that he's thinking seriously of a run in 2024, Sean. Uh, well, I think that's that's pretty clear by every objective measure. You know, but we're at a point where the media is so corrupt that they'll cover everything for the, for the Bidens. I mean, you know, think about this. If 57% of Americans, including 58% of independents, a third of Democrats, and most Republicans, think that this president's not fully in charge. And yeah. then, 
and they see it. Well, so too do the enemies of America see it. Uh, that also means the media sees it, but they refuse to talk about it. They, uh, you know, and, and remember, they're not running the tape that I run on my show every night and every day on radio. They're not running these tapes of Joe with the with buying the cherry pie and, you know, asked a simple qu- question. And it's like about the Russia and the latest cyber attack. And his answer is, oh, it's the reason that I was late getting off the plane. And they, they gave me the answer. And and uh, hang on, let me let me look at my pocket here. They, they wrote it down for me. And then he has to read it. You have 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, we saw a precedent to this, unfortunately. Uh, FDR, the media covered his uh, health problems. John F. Kennedy, you remember, he would sometimes have to use crutches to, to go to certain hearings to go out in public, and they made sure they cropped out the crutches from any shot behind the president. Uh, that was a different media back then, of course. Uh, Joe Biden will continue to get a pass, but uh, after a while, Americans are smart enough, Sean, to find other news sources, other ways to get information, and they can see what they could see with their own eyes and hear what they could hear with their own ears, and they know that this is a president that clearly is not in charge right now all right joe concha best media guy out there by far thank you for being with us quick break we'll come back 800 941 sean is our number we'll get to your calls we'll get an update by the way uh curtis sliwa nobody talks about the republican running for mayor in new york it's not fair i 25 to the top of the hour 800 941 sean if you want to be a part of the program i mean the voting in new york city was an unmitigated disaster the Board of Elections in New York, they actually counted at one point 134,000 votes that they were using to practice uh, getting the vote tallies prior to the election. Now, there's about an 8,000 vote margin, and it has as the Democrat winning Eric Adams. Uh, he ran on law and order. I'm not really sure that he's the guy that's going to get that job done because New York City, we now know, billion dollar cut to the NYPD. No bail laws in New York. Criminals basically go in. You can rob a bank, get out because there's no bail, rob another one, get brought back to the precinct, get let out, no bail, and rob a third bank. You can do that all in one day. Anyway, Curtis Lewa is the Republican candidate for mayor in the city of New York, friend of the program for many years. We worked together a long time. He's been the leader of the Guardian Angels for decades. Uh, I've seen this guy more often every time I used to ride the subway, and I haven't been riding it in recent years, but when I did, I'd see him. It didn't matter what time of day or night it was, I would run into Curtis or run into the Guardian Angels. And when passengers on the subways would see Guardian Angels that were there, they felt better because they don't feel protected in the subways in New York. And now it's even worse than ever. You see the videos, people being attacked, you know, cold cock from behind, even old women in the streets of New York in broad daylight. We see what's going on in San Francisco. You know, people, oh, you can, as long as you don't steal a thousand dollars, we're not going to prosecute you. You know, we have all the people involved in the rioting from last summer, those throwing bricks and rocks and bottles and, and frozen water bottles and Molotov cocktails at police. Yeah, none of them are going to go to jail, even though we've got incontrovertible evidence. We got their videos of them doing these, committing these crimes and burning down a police precinct in the process. Anyway, Curtis's motto for this campaign so far, and, and we support his candidacy, uh, is refund the police. Great idea, Curtis Lewa. Uh, my friend, welcome back. 
No, my brother in solidarity, Sean Hannity. I remember those days when you would find me riding the subways. And, Sean, I'm the only mayoral candidate who's riding the subways morning, noon, and night. Because, as you know, that's how you meet millions of potential voters who would never have access to anyone running for office. Nobody's going to outwork you. I know you well enough to know that that's the case. Nobody will outwork you in this. Here's the problem, and and I love that you're running. I, I told you on primary day, I had no worries that you were, I knew you were going to run away with the primary. I told you that day. And now the challenge is this. New York City is a city full of Democrats, liberal, radical, AOC Democrats. Now, there's a model that you are running on that you would follow, and that is the one that saved lives when we were at nearly 3,000 murders a year. Rudy Giuliani was elected to clean it up, and lo and behold, the, the number was driven down a, a th- about 300, even less than 300 in, in, in years that followed. And so the, we know how to do this, but the media almost wants to anoint Eric Adams and ignore you, and that really pisses me off. As it should, John, because uh, they basically they want a coronation. Let's look at this past week. Uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who's in a drug-induced psychosis, was offered millions of dollars by President Joe Biden. And the president said to this mayor and other mayors in blue states, in urban areas that are afflicted with crime, you can use the money to go out and hire police. Go out and hire police. Bill de Blasio twice refused to accept the money to hire police. Just yesterday, Andrew Evilized Cuomo declared a state of emergency, claiming gun violence is now the number one problem, no longer the uh, pandemic. It's been all over the newspapers. It is undeniable. It's so bad that when you look at the recent numbers, more people are dying of gun violence than of COVID. People are dying every day out there. Time is not on our side. Begin by acknowledging the problem. And you know what the problem is? It is a statewide problem, and it is an emergency. And I want the people of the state to understand that. And I want them to respond to the emergency for the way it is. So today, first state in the nation, is going to declare a disaster emergency on gun violence. He had seven points, and he never once mentioned hiring more police. Now, Sean, these are cop haters, and they are so fearful of the number one cop hater, AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her acolytes, that they are afraid to take her on in the Democratic Socialists of America and the Justice Warriors who want to defund the police by even $3 million more, close the prisons, have everyone not pay rent so the landlord's free. They want everyone moving south of the Mason-Dixon line to turn the red states purple. Meantime, this state and this city become solidly blue, but a Democrat socialist of America blue is all a part of this plan. And I'm going to stand and fight for what, is, what I know is right, Sean. You've seen me do that before. And I'm going to take on AOC and the Democrat Socialists of America every step of the way. Eric Adams would never do that. He, he will not conflict uh, with members of his own party. 
I don't see that he would govern any differently. And you're right. When did he ever say he'd refund the police, replace the one billion dollars? Has he ever said it in the course of the campaign? No. And probably the worst thing is he has been the leader in the effort, not just here, but all over the country. It affects your entire audience of law enforcement, uh, men and women. He wants qualified immunity removed from men. So that means every day that's when they insanity. Up, they put on their, right. They put on their bulletproof vest and go out and risk their lives for us. They are culpable for any action they take. They will have to defend themselves. They'll have to get their own lawyers. They'll have to get their own personal police malpractice insurance policy, which means they're going to continue to be reactive, not proactive. As mayor, I am going to say no. Qualified immunity is returned to you. All elected officials have it, judges, prosecutors, civil servants. We cannot continue to vilify the police. Do you know today we honored the essential workers today up the Canyon of Heroes? I saw that. I did not see a great round of applause for the police who, before the lockdown, were surely heroes. Then they were turned into zeros last summer, and they've not been elevated back and put on the pedestal they rightfully deserve. When I'm mayor, first day, I'm shaking the hand of every police officer I can in every precinct in New York City, building up their morale and taking the handcuffs off the, off the police and putting it onto the criminals and then battling Cuomo and Albany and saying there needs to be bail. And these, these criminals, these predicate felons need to be remanded to jail. Let me, let me put some emphasis, add emphasis to what you just said about qualified immunity. Let me explain what this so people really fully, completely understand it. In every case, police officers, if they get sued, the city, the town, the municipality backs them up, hires their lawyers, they get a defense. If you, if you create a scenario where cops have to get their own insurance... And they have to pay that out of pocket. And they're no longer indemnified by the cities that they serve. That means any criminal ever arrested will sue that cop. And it will policing will then become impossible. And defund will be meaningless. That will dismantle every police department in the country. Now, you also added to that this whole no bail insanity how many times did that one guy that was highlighted, I think, in the New York Post, how many banks did this guy rob? And they kept letting him out again and again. And he kept saying to the governor, governor and, the, and the mayor, thank you very much for letting me out so I can rob another bank. Well, in fact, Sean, he came up from South Carolina. He hit lotto. He hit Powerball in New York City. He said in South Carolina, when he tried to rob a bank, he's looking at five years or more. He came up to New York City. He got a disappearance ticket. That meant he slipped through the cracks, released into the streets, and he goes, I can't believe this. All I got to do is go out and get another gun and rob another bank. And he did it five times, Sean, five times, and he kept being released until finally they charged him with a federal crime. And they, uh, obviously, there's bail at the federal system, and they remanded him to a federal jail. I mean, it's so bad, Curtis, um, that you see these videos of, I mean, literally older women, they're just getting cold cocked and in broad daylight. You know, the squeegee men are back. For those that live outside of New York City, you may not know what squeegee men are, but in, in heavy traffic areas in New York City, you drive in your car, you stop at a light, you have cars in front of you, cars behind you. There's no place for you to go. 
and and people will come up to your car aggressively, usually with dirty water. They will take a squeegee. They'll start cleaning your windshield, and you better fork over some money, or often there's a confrontation, correct? Correct, and that's when I'm mayor. It's quality of life again, just like when Rudy was mayor. It's zero tolerance. It's the broken windows theory. It's getting things back on track because we will never recover as a city. We will never resurrect ourselves economically unless we have safe streets, safe subways, safe parks, and safe schools for our children. And, Sean, to all of your audience, wherever they're listening, the help I need from all of them is the Democrats have millions of dollars in their war chest, and they're going to drop it on my head. You know they're going to call me a racist, a misogynist, a sexist, a homophobe, you name it, what they do to all Republicans. So if people would be kind enough to go to CurtisLewaForMayor.com. CurtisLewaForMayor.com. See, what I stand for, what I intend on doing for the city that birthed me, New York City, and I am New York, but to help me raise the money necessary to defend my honor and the positions that I take that can get this city back on track. I, I really, it's, really hope that people go to your website, CurtisLewaForMayor.com. I hope people go there. I would like to think that New Yorkers can put aside petty politics. And you're also running as an independent. And I want people to know that there's a, another way that New York City can recover. It, it, I always said, how many years, Curtis, did you hear me say the greatest city in the world? I don't believe it is anymore. Unfortunately, no. it hurts me to say that, but I don't believe it. And I, and, That's and, true. And, 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 but we, but. It's possible to reform New York City, bring it back to the safe days of Rudy Giuliani. You know, Rudy Giuliani, throw the first rock, you get arrested. Throw the second rock, you get arrested. Throw the third rock, you get arrested. Then people stop throwing rocks. Pretty simple, basic principles. Uh, Certainly stop and frisk worked. All of these things you want to bring back to the city. And I don't see, you've never been somebody that's big into social issues, you know, I know they'll try and say, oh, Curtis Slee was, you know, racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. You're none of those things. But they'll make these false accusations. I just hope that the, that New Yorkers are understanding what is at stake here. It's their entire way of life. You get the last word, my friend. Well, remember, also, the exodus continues as so many of our New York City residents flee to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Texas. If you don't want all the New Yorkers coming into your areas, turning red states purple. No, they can come as long as they don't bring their stupid politics with them. Right. Make me mayor, and I will convince them to improve and not move, and I will stop AOC and the Democratic Socialists of America here before they spread throughout the United States. I promise you all of that. I hope people will go to your website. We're going to follow this campaign closely. It's possible. It's an uphill battle. I admire your courage for taking it on. Uh, anything we can do to help you, we're here. Okay? You're thanks, always welcome. Thanks for, thanks for all your support, Sean. I hear it from people in the streets and subways. Hey, Sean, you know. I can even see Ron Kuby supporting you. And, I, and Ron, we, we, even though we disagreed with Ron, I mean, you, we all liked him. Yeah, but you know what would help me if he would actually have a press conference denouncing <laughs> me? He might do it as a favor for you anyway. Whether whether you like it or not, he might do it. Definitely. Thank you, Sean. All right, my friend. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. 
That's going to wrap things up for today. Let not your hearts be troubled. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, Laura Trump, Senator John Kennedy. He's become one of my favorite guests. I can listen to him all day. Leo and Larry, uh, Attorney General Bernovich of Arizona, Jesse Waters. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us. You make this show possible. We can never thank you enough.